Welcome back to the Art Life Faith Podcast, and I'm your host, Roger Lowther. This really has been fun for me, sharing conversations in the past two episodes recorded at the GCAM Conference, the Global Consultation on Arts and Music and Missions, as it helps me remember what I learned and also the people I befriended there. In this third and last episode, let's do this just one more time and continue to travel from table to table during lunchtime and see who else we can meet. Hey Roger, my name is Rob Still. I'm a worship leader based out of Nashville, Tennessee. I uh, lead worship in the Nashville area most Sundays somewhere. In the last 20 years, I've been doing a lot of short-term missions trips where I'll go and either lead worship or I will teach on songwriting and biblical foundations of worship. So uh, I taught for over 10 years at a school of worship in Romania, teaching basic biblical foundations and songwriting. Next month I'll go to Greece. I'll lead worship for a missions organization called SIM for their global leadership development track. And then I'll go to Romania after that. Awesome. So what brings you to GCAM this week? I'm so glad you asked. So I just finished my doctorate with the Robert E. Weber Institute for Worship Studies because I just wanted to become more well-informed about what I was learning and speaking about in terms of biblical foundations of worship and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some friends told me about uh, GCAM, and I feel like I found my tribe. I didn't even know this kind of thing existed. And so, you know, from a distance, I knew something about maybe ethnodoxology or ethnomusicology, but not at this level. It's amazing. It's inspiring. Yeah, awesome. to be here. It was great to meet you. Okay. And so, who are you? Hi, my name is Mike. And originally, I'm from South Korea, mm-hmm. and I've been involved in ministry for Afghanistan for last 20 years. Wow. And what do you do now? Me and my wife uh, produce Afghan worship TV content for Afghan church. Afghan church is a real thing. Mm. Uh, it exists and keep evolving and especially in their refuge setting uh, they have freedom of religion like in turkey or other places so afghan church is growing right now as no doxologist we support those churches in our capacity that's awesome thank you so much thank you okay and and who are you i am hoiling poon from hong kong and what do you do there um, I teach in a Bible summary in intercultural studies, and I'm an ethnodoxologist. Okay, and so what does that mean? That means I'm a catalyst and encourager to mm-hmm. encourage people and churches, Christians, yeah, to um, to discover their creativity in their life, and also encourage them to use their heart languages to um, know God and worship Him. And what are you an artist yourself? I'm a singer and I'm a worship artist. Okay. I'm cool. open to all kinds of arts. Oh great. Thank you. Thank you. And so who are you? My name is Janice. And where do you live? What do you do? I live in Thailand as a missionary and I'm doing arts ministry in Thailand. What kind of arts ministry? Um, normally I will teach the kids arts and also I will um, hold some art workshop in the church, like the art meditation workshop for the oh, church wow. members. And are you an artist yourself? Before that, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I don't have artist background. 
But during the COVID time, God gave me to see that I have that kinds of talents and can use it to my ministry. That's great. It's great to meet you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. So please tell me what you do. I am an, a world arts advocate, ethnodoxologist. Currently, I'm in a PhD program in world arts. Awesome. And can you tell me where you were working before? I have worked in North Africa mm-hmm. and then also in the Middle East. Awesome. Thank you. So tell me about yourself. Uh, my name is Chris Gassler. I'm an ethnodoxologist and used to work in Cameroon with SIL. And now I'm covering all of Africa area and doing that from the United States, which makes no sense. Wow. Well, and what did you do in Cameroon? I uh, did a lot of songwriting workshops and uh, various arts advocacy things, but songwriting workshops is the biggest thing that I did, the most common thing. Awesome. And are you a singer yourself? I am not a singer. I have a strange musical background. I used to be a trombonist. Okay. So you are a musician. I am a musician. <laughs> Great to meet you. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> and how would you introduce yourself? Uh, my name's Mary Hendershot, and I'm here in the Dallas area as well at D- Dallas International University and with the SIL. And where were you before doing what? I worked in Burkina Faso for about 26 years in surrounding countries. Okay, and what did you do there? I was there as an ethnomusicologist and ethnodoxologist. Which means what? You were helping people get worship music in their own language? In their own language, using scripture as a base, and um, did songwriting workshops, and also did seminars for different arts. Great, thank you. Hello, so it's very good to meet you. What is your name and where are you from? I my name is Manny. I'm from Hong Kong. And what do you do in Hong Kong? Uh, I'm a worship pastor in church and in a university. And I have a ministry about emotion, uh, mental wellness care. Okay. Mm. And why are you here at GCAM? Uh, I want to explore more about arts and music emission. Awesome. Well, this is definitely the place for that. Yeah. Good to meet you. I love that. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> so, what is your name? My name is uh, Stanley Amukwa. And what do you do? Uh, I'm a pastor with an uh, organization known as Christ is the Answer Ministries, SITAM, way back in Nairobi, Kenya. So, you came all the way from Kenya for this yes, event? Yes, I came all the way from the way Kenya. Why would you come all this way for GCAM? Uh, in 2018, uh, GCAM was held in Kenya at Brackenhurst, and uh, I was able to participate. And in participating, um, I was greatly blessed and also uh, enriched. And so with that in mind, I had no choice but to come again for the same. And so what is your involvement in the arts? Uh, I'm a pastor, as I've said. I'm a pastor of a congregation of about 2,000 people. And one of the things that I believe in is that uh, uh, in, the, in the service, there are two things that people come for. People come for a worship, wow worship, and a wow word. So uh, the two go hand in hand, worship and the ministry of the word. And uh, when, I, when I attended GCAM in 2018, 
uh, Ron Mann's uh, lecture really impacted me. I actually borrowed the lecture notes and I've been using them to train my worship team, my worship leaders. And, uh, and so with that in mind, that's how I'm involved. I'm not a worship pastor yes, yet, but I'm the senior pastor and being the senior pastor. Uh, so I oversee uh, the, the ministry. And of course, uh, with the preaching schedule, like I preach every Sunday, I need the worship team to kind of complement what I do on the pulpit ministry. That's amazing. That uh, there's, I mean, for you to have that kind of commitment as a senior pastor, the l huge church <laughs> with all these responsibilities, that you come all the way here yeah. to learn more about how to encourage the artists in your church. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I think we better stop there, but oh, there's so many more cool people to talk to. And I just, I can't get over that last conversation. I mean, isn't that amazing? The pastor of a large church with so many responsibilities was willing to fly halfway around the world, literally, <laughs> to care for the artists in his church. Isn't that amazing? I'd love to see more and more pastors attend events like these. Well, there's two people that I had a longer conversation with that I would love to share with you. So first, I'd like to introduce you to Jill Ford. Well, I'm sitting down here with Jill Ford, who is working with All Nations Christian College in the UK. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I have heard through GCAM conferences over mm -hmm. the past many times, people talk about All Nations and mm -hmm. this this like glow comes in their eyes, like, oh, all nations. So what, can you tell our <laughs> listeners, what is all nations? Oh, I'm glad there's a glow. Um, yeah, so all nations is a cross-cultural mission training college based in the UK. We train and equip men and women for effective participation in God's mission to his multicultural world. And uh, we love to train people for all areas of mission, uh, particularly um, in the area of integral mission, uh, helping people to be rounded and grounded as they move into missions in whatever sphere that might be. Awesome. Now, where exactly are you located in the UK? Yeah, so we're actually located in um, the county of Hertfordshire, but we, we say to people North London because we are actually only 45 minutes from uh, central London. And oh, that's close easy to, to get to. Yeah, and close to three airports, Heathrow, Luton and Stansted in particular. So very easy to get to. Okay, and do students at the college come from England only or are they broader? So we're international. Uh, interdenominational and intercultural. So we okay. have um, people coming from all over and uh, from different cultures and different denominations, which is really exciting. Our current student body is probably more predominantly UK and Europe focused mm -hmm. due to the many challenges of um, Brexit and uh, international visas and those oh, kind of things. But we do have quite a proportion of uh, capacity for international students and we do always encourage those as well but there are more and more challenges coming about for some of our internationals to actually come in person to our nations but we do mm -hmm. have um, opportunities now online for people to access our curriculum well i know that you are turning out a lot of missionaries because mm. some of them are coming through japan mm. i mean just recently yeah. there was a couple that came through and they were thinking about missions and they were not from the uk okay so yeah. i know it's international yeah so tell me more about what you mean by this kind of holistic approach. Why would an artist want to come to All Nations and be trained in missions? 
Okay, yeah. So what All Nations is really good at training people in is a, a head, heart and hands approach. Um, so our curriculum is really focused on making sure that you have the, the head knowledge of theology, um, you have the heart um, of engaging with personal and spiritual formation, mm -hmm. and then you have opportunities in practice-based ministry, whether that's with local church, community projects, or personal research projects that you may want to have a practice focus. So there are opportunities throughout our curriculum that enable that sort of roundedness for every person who attends All Nations. However, there is also opportunity to develop areas of interest. So whether that's an mm -hmm. area of interest in the world like Japan, uh, or whether you have a, a certain skill set that you come to All Nations with. So you may come as a doctor, a nurse, um, a community development worker, and then you can carry that um, learning on within the particular context of mission. So you can do leadership, you can do development, community transformation. And of course, if you're creatively minded, then mm -hmm. we have a range of arts modules. And so people can begin to engage a number of different arts disciplines. Um, if they come with some skill already, they can... Right you know grow in that further if they come with some skill that's untapped one of the things that we love at all nations is we're opening up opportunities for people through the curriculum and uh, we have found a number of students who have actually found their creative voice mm -hmm. once they've come to our nations oh, okay yeah and seen awesome. then again as an opportunity to go I've always thought I was an artist. Let mm -hmm. me have a go. I always thought I was a playwright. Mm -hmm. I always thought I was a musician and now I can see how that gifting that has been dormant or untapped uh, can be used in the context of mission. Yeah, what I think I've heard from a lot of people is there's this mm. image too that, okay, if you're gonna be an artist and a missionary, that means like in a concert that you have to play really well mm -hmm. and then give your testimony. Mm. and the, Or you have to paint pictures of mm. a cross mm. or, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, but when people talk about all nations, like, no, 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 there's yeah. so many ways we can yeah. work creatively, artistically yeah. to share the gospel. and. Yeah that kind of a holistic approach that you're talking yeah. about is um, I think a lot of people need training, training in that. Yeah. I mean, I give you an example of the kind uh -huh. of um, modules that we offer and that, that obviously, obviously foster that sort of holistic approach. So for instance, you can train in the area of performing arts. And so one module you could perhaps do to understand how to devise educational theater for a range of different, contexts or mm -hmm. communities that you might be working in and how to engage some of the more difficult issues with people through community-based drama. Um, another performing arts module we do is actually um, creating and designing um, workshops both uh, in the community and the church context and so again these are means of creative engagement with others but they're completely missional because it's also helping people to take for instance, scripture and scripture engagement ideas into both church and community settings where they can explore that and expose people to the gospel for the first time just through a creative arts workshop. We also run... Uh, Is that also tied in with the Arts for a Better Future, the ABF um, there's, training? There's or? some overlap, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, Arts for a Better Future, which is a partnership course that we mm. run with the Global Ethnodoxology Network. Uh, mm. We've been running that since 2011. 
but that's a partnership course with a sort of um, that was a designed course um, outside of the All Nations curriculum but we've embedded it in we've had it accredited as part of our curriculum now mm-hmm. um, so yes um, that has its own seven stage model um, and is taught quite intensively but mm-hmm. um, yeah and anyone can come and do that, that so that's that's the other thing about our modules you don't have to be a full time student at All Nations you can come and access a lot of our curriculum as a one off module um, some are online some are you have to be here in person Hmm. Um, doing it intensively. So I didn't know that you all ones. did that. I, I need to learn more about that. Yes, yeah. So that we we are we are looking to make our training as accessible as possible for people at the moment, and really wanting to mobilise local church too. So, for instance, this this fall, I've got two two ladies having seen a student run a workshop in the church that they attend, uh, have now got interested in doing performing arts and community um, module with me this term. So they're coming in from the local church um, because they see that this has engaged both their church community and the wider community Mm -hmm. in a way that has allowed for dialogue, it's allowed for creativity, it's allowed for relationship building. So it's really exciting. And those things are all aspects of mission. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's Mm. the key word I would Mm. say there is a lot Mm. of artists just don't know how does what I make build community how does that yes. build relationships and yeah. they they need to see that modeled for them they need to learn about what what is possible yeah. so it's not really taught in the art schools or the conservatories yes that's right i know people are very focused literally on their arts discipline and right. perfecting their craft but actually yeah this is probably a I use my words carefully, but it's a healthy approach because you see your art form and your your places and your gifting within the context of others, within the context of God's family, mm. within the context of the wider community and mission. So, yeah. Very well said. Okay, mm. so what are the challenges for people coming out of all nations? What, what trends do you see happening now yeah, in the world some of the today? Trends. Well, obviously, there's uh, the, the challenge of making our training as accessible as possible. We're managing that with the offering both residential and online. But obviously you'll understand in terms of the arts, it's not always so easy to be offering all aspects of the arts online because so much is participatory, so much requires that Mm -hmm. interface and engagement. So that's one of the challenges, particularly in the arts sphere. I think um, another couple of challenges is, is pe- the movement of people's accessibility and affordability. So we're trying to make our curriculum accessible through allowing people to zoom into our global classroom. Um, the affordable bit is still a challenge for some of our brothers and sisters in different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And obviously they would love to have the face-to-face training. Um, so what we're trying to think about is how can our nations be further on the move? How can we have our training as movable? And how can we think about partnering with others? Um, Really also affirming and standing with people who are currently doing some great things in local contexts, but need some further affirmation. Maybe they need accreditation, maybe they just need uh, ongoing connection with a place like All Nations to encourage them in what they're doing already. So we've got kind of collaboration, we've got partnership, we've Mm -hmm. got online versus residential. Uh, We're looking at just different hybrid forms of delivery. And these are both opportunities and challenges. And I think just at the moment, we're in this shift. Um, There's a shift going on in in global mission, a shift from north to south, and northern hemisphere to southern hemisphere. And then there's this shift in terms of the center of missions. Mm -hmm. And so how do we steward our resources and steward our training as well as possible to benefit 
as many as yeah, possible for this changing landscape. Yeah, yeah. But do you see the trend? Is it? Are there more artists wanting to go into missions, or is it kind of? I mean, obviously after COVID, mm. I'm I'm guessing that it's probably been harder <laughs> to yeah. recruit people. Yeah, it has, and still is. Um, I think people are tentative at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. And what we're finding is that short courses lead to longer courses. So um, a lot of our, for instance, our arts um, offerings are short on the short side. So you can come and do four days or um, you can do a day's training. And that often opens up the, uh, the world of both missions and the arts to people. And they go, ah, oh, this is what it's about. These people are doing it. I could do that. Okay, now I, now I can begin to take a step. But I think, yeah, I think there is this tentative nervousness in a lot of people. And of course, mm -hmm. I think the sector, the educational sector at, at higher education has been impacted by COVID. So universities and colleges, particularly in my context, UK, they're seeing a problem with recruitment at the moment and also mm -hmm. Bible colleges as well. So mm -hmm. this is not just- um, Yeah, that's universal. It's universal and we're all dealing with this. How do we mobilize and motivate others and bring them in? And of course, I think we've got a responsibility to make things accessible, but also help people to see what's possible. And something like GCAM, where we are here now, mm -hmm. is that place where people come and see and taste and go, okay, this is great. I want to engage. Awesome. Thank you so much. God bless mm. everything that you're doing there. Thank and you, I'll keep Roger. telling people about what you're doing. Thank you so much. It's been a blessing to be with you. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Now there's one more person I'd like to introduce you to, Nancy Nethercott. I've known Nancy a really long time, since my very first year in language school. She used to live in Japan and has been a huge encouragement to me over the years. More recently, she led a worship workshop for us, which was really well attended. Just over 100 people were there, and we got really good feedback about her time with them. Now she travels all over the world as a speaker and trainer and encourager and pastor. Let me just tell a quick story about Nancy. Okay, so I remember one time we were riding in a taxi after an event, and I was dead tired. I was not in the mood to talk to another single person. And yet in that moment, Nancy shined. She engaged the taxi driver in conversation in her perfect Japanese, encouraging the driver and everyone else who was in the car. She just really is a natural, just such a kind person. Anyway, I'm delighted to have this opportunity to share her with all of you. Okay, I'm sitting here with Nancy Nethercott at the GCAM conference in Fort Worth, Texas. And I want to take a little bit more time with you, Nancy, because I think you have a really interesting story to share. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be able to share. <laughs> yeah, so uh, first of all, um, let me ask you what your background is. Where did you serve? Yeah, so I was um, a missionary in Japan for almost 30 years with the Evangelical Alliance Mission. Uh, mostly involved in church planting. Otherwise known as TEAM. Right? TEAM, yes, TEAM. Um, was involved in church planting, uh, pretty classic church planting for the first 15 years, and then moved into working with um, artists and uh, created a, a group called CAN, uh, Christians in the Arts Network. So I had a lot of interactions with artists. And during that time, I was also, I received my Doctorate of Worship Studies from the Robert Weber Institute for Worship Studies and was also working with pastors and worship leaders in churches. 
So you're helping plant churches, you're working in the arts, you're loving artists. And um, how did that lead to, uh, well, first of all, I mean, why are you here at GCAM? Yeah, I found my people. Uh, And in in a group of um, artists who love uh, to be use their arts and missions, their creativity and missions. So I'm here at GCAM to learn and to grow and to network, um, to to be better at what I already do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I'm here too. I just I love the community here, yeah. the people that I get to meet. It's just really life changing in so many ways. Conversations are rich, and uh, yeah, and they and they help form us. Uh, we form each other by the things that we share. Because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. we all get so kind of drawn into our specific context. And then, but to be able to see the bigger picture of what God's doing around the globe through mm-hmm. artists and missionaries is just amazing to me. Yeah. Even this morning, I heard stories that I thought I have never heard a story told that way. And wow. it, I mean, we were all in awe. So, yeah. Very cool. Okay, so what do you, I want to ask you specifically, I know you do many kinds of ministries. Well, actually, okay, tell me, what kinds of ministries are you doing now? <laughs> yeah, so I, when I teach globally, I teach in the area of worship, worship formation, uh, worship renewal, um, why do we do what we do kinds of things. And then others invite me to speak in the area of spiritual formation, uh, which I have training in. I'm a spiritual director. I'm an Anglican priest. So um, what am I involved in? I'm involved in those things. I'm also the chaplain at the Weber Institute for Worship Studies. So ministry has changed a bit since leaving Japan in 2015, but mm-hmm. I'm still very much involved in global ministries and thoroughly enjoy that. So I want to ask you specifically about this ministry you have of, I guess, for just it's a songwriting workshop. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. So sort of came into that the first one was in the philippines and then in japan actually in 2016 Um, well maybe maybe japan was the first one Um, some people that i knew some ethnomusicologists wanted to do a songwriting retreat in japan and since i knew japan and knew people new artists they asked if i would you know bring people together and facilitate it so that was kind of my first step into that but since then, I've gone with other ethnomusicologists on trips to Kosovo and Nepal, in particular, Albania, and done songwriting and oh. multi-arts workshops, Okay, actually. so tell me more about That sounds very interesting. Yeah, it's really fun, actually. Um, so started started off with um, songwriting workshops. So my role, uh, when I work with somebody like Operation Mobilization or YWAM, um, the ones that I've done these workshops with, my role is what they call the biblical worship trainer, which sounds really, really interesting. Um, I don't really feel like I'm a biblical worship trainer, but what it means is that um, in these workshops, the local people, the on-the-ground people, they know what the needs are of their community. And so I reach out to them ahead of time and say, what are, what are the songs that your church needs? What are the songs that your community needs? What are the arts Uh, as we've done multi-arts retreat this Mm -hmm. last spring in Kosovo, what are the arts that your people, what are the themes that need to be represented to meet the needs of your community? So it's asking what their needs are, what they want. Right. So, okay. So when writing songs, usually the image that comes to mind for most people is like, okay, yes, we need songs 
in other languages that makes sense mm -hmm. and okay well maybe be using different instruments or mm -hmm. slightly different style but you're talking about something even deeper like changing the actual themes of what the songs are about yeah. like maybe they're songs that don't express what that culture wants that's to express right. in worship that's right i mean we had one church uh, one group in kosovo and they didn't have songs of lament they didn't have songs for communion they had mm. gathering songs so if you think about like a fourfold structure of worship you know, you have your gathering, you have word, you have response and sending as, as the big components. And um, response then would be communion. And they had no songs for communion and they didn't have sending songs. And so when I structured my, the retreat and the devotional, so I listen to what their needs are, then I sit with the Lord and the Bible and I say, what is it? What is it that you wanna say to these people that will then the Holy Spirit can use to prompt them to create songs and to create art that will express these themes. So um, themes of hope, themes of um, identity in Christ, uh, that we're children of God, that um, we're, we're agents of reconciliation. I mean, just all these kinds of themes that have been given to me over the last few years. And then I sit with those, I, then I share, we go to the workshop, I share a short devotional Mm -hmm. And if it's interpreted, you know, then I we get about 20 minutes, so about a 10-minute devotional on my part, and they go off and create. And so, yes, working with an ethnomusicologist, that person then is, after I share a devotional, then they help them to create in their, in their own um, styles and their own voice, musical voice, mm -hmm. their own using their own instruments. That's not my part. Yeah. Do they sometimes have trouble knowing what themes? Like if you ask them that question, what is missing? What is it that you would want to worship through in song? Do you get any kind of like, oh, you know, I've never been asked that question before. So sure. yep. let me think about yep. that. Yep. Kazakhstan, they, that was a, a kind of a new question for them. And, um, but they came up with um, hope and um, unity. And so thinking about their culture and what mm. do the people need to sing about? You know, eventually, I mean, they said, give us time. Let us think about that. Right? right. Yeah. And, but then they did, they came, they came back with lovely things. So. Yeah. And I would assume that part of it too, is just giving them permission to do that. They're like, well, our pastors have not said that we can do this maybe, <laughs> or, or, or just, they've never heard that message before that they, it's okay for them <laughs> to be writing songs. Is, is that true? Or? Um, by the time I get an invitation okay. there, it's like we want a songwriting retreat. I see. That's sort of a thing or a workshop. So by the time I get the invitation, they've already worked through that. Yeah. Now, what I've seen in Japan is there are people writing songs here and there, but then there is no way to then spread those songs to other people. Mm -hmm. There's no worship conferences in Japan. There's mm -hmm. no way to kind of get that to disseminate these songs. Is that something that you've had to try to address as well? Yeah, so um, the people that I worked with in Japan, they they didn't have that avenue at the time. Since then, so that was 2016. Since mm -hmm. then, um, they I have connected or people have gotten connected with another missionary and a Japanese who have a studio. And so they're actually recording some of the songs and getting them out to some of the local churches. But there is no great way to disseminate the 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 um, the songs Kosovo and Albania was a different situation because the missionaries that I was working with they actually had a studio they have a brand they have a name and they also have some well-known like a well-known rapper 
uh, Albanian rapper that works with them. And so they have somebody who has a name. And so when they created the songs in Albanian, both from Kosovo and from Albania, we worked in both countries. And we came up with about, I don't know, I think 19 songs total. And wow. so they were able to do a basic recording on the spot and then send it, get it back to the studio because the missionaries on the ground had created the studio. And then they could bring in singers and you know perfect it and bring in instruments. And um, then they, they put them out. It's YouTube, basically, mm-hmm. or, or their, their website. But the churches are singing the songs. And then they also have, um, they work with uh, um, an arts, youth arts camp that they do every year. And mm-hmm. those songs are being sung there. They did another workshop I wasn't a part of that was creating children's songs. And when I was, that was in 2019. And when I was just back there this past spring, 2023, um, the kids I was with uh, were singing the songs. So they they are getting them out there into the churches. Of course, it's smaller. Right. Smaller no, but that's churches. awesome. I mean, 19 songs in one songwriting workshop. How long yeah. was the workshop? Well, so it was three days in Kosovo in Pristina or outside of Pristina and Pea. And then it was another three-day workshop in um, Tirana, Albania. But because they're both writing in Albanian, um, although a little dialect in Kosovo, but then they cleaned it up into Albanian, um, they, yeah, they created these songs. I mean, they, they had people who were musicians and were already some of them writing songs. And then they had people who had never written a song in their life. And, um, but got really excited about this. And because I think there was a, that was where we had the path of the fourfold structure and they were specifically writing songs for the, the four parts of the worship service. And then I was giving them scriptures, like lots of scriptures for gathering and then dividing them into groups. So each group had like two or three scriptures. They would read those scriptures, pray over those scriptures, and then just start talking listening to each other and creating these songs they came up with amazing songs the sending when we celebrated we have a celebration time at the end Mm -hmm. they were all dancing with the sending songs it was absolutely phenomenal that's awesome yeah yeah i can just imagine i mean people who don't write songs may not be able to (laughs) uh, imagine this but i've been in situations where when you do a songwriting workshop just the energy of bringing people together okay this is what we're focusing on Mm -hmm right now it, putting everything else aside yeah. like that kind of concentration and energy and collaboration is really important with songwriting mm-hmm. yeah and i think um like a retreat then you're put you've pulled away from mm-hmm. you know everyday life it's not like oh every thursday night we're going to write a song or something but right. you're actually getting to know each other collaboration is huge i was at i led um one songwriting retreat it was here in the u.s and um, had a had a guy come worship leader, and he was writing his own songs, and he we sort of forced them to collaborate and write with others, and it just blew it out of the water for him because he realized he needed other people, and his songs were better working with other people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that time of pulling away and being present with each other and with the Lord, um, yeah, and and working together on creating like even arts like this in Kosovo this last spring when they had this huge arts room with every kind of art you could think of even sculpting different things they were doing down there and anybody could go down like if you got kind of tired of songwriting you didn't have to do that as your creative expression after one of my devotionals you could go down to the art room and create and so then they were were collaborating with each other 
Um, another retreat I led was multi-arts and we had uh, visual arts and uh, creative writing and then songwriting. And uh, one woman who was up writing poetry brought her poetry down to the songwriters and they started writing songs together. And, you know, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I just, I love hearing your story. I get your newsletters. And so I'm always <laughs> following along what you're doing around the world and just amazed. And God bless you as you continue doing these things. Thank you so much. I'm thankful for the Lord's continued um, blessing on the things that he's invited me into. Thanks. In closing, I'd like to introduce you to just one final song performed by Izzy Bongo, one of the featured worship bands at the conference. You can download this song and their whole album on Amazon at the link I've listed on the show notes for this episode. much for listening. As we say in Japan, ja, mata ne. See you next time. Yeah.